Welcome to the UX Podcast, where we learn how to turn a rockstar business into a UX machine. UX introduces a simple formula for personal and business growth based around one principle. We can't solve big, valuable problems alone. Starting with this principle, UX equips and empowers us to pour ourselves into people and systems, scale authentically, and create a life of exponential freedom and impact. And now, let's get started with the latest episode of the UX Podcast. What's up, Rockstars? Matt Johnson here. We've got a phenomenal conversation for you today. I'm joined by Darren McGarrow. He's the founder of the DSM Group out of Jersey. And uh, man, this is a fun conversation. Some of the things that we got into uh, in this episode, super, super fun. I love Darren's energy and the the agency that he's built. Uh, And of course, you don't have to run an agency to get a ton out of this episode because here are the things we talked about. Number one, the value of community, finding and building a tribe that goes with you on your business journey. And Darren has definitely done that. He absolutely loves that. You can tell just the, the love that he has for his team, the clients that they have, which they, they treat like family. I, I can tell just by the, the way that they interact. Um, and just by the way that, that I've kind of been welcomed into their world uh, has been absolutely awesome. You can definitely feel and see uh, the energy comes through and kind of in their podcast, which is called Thanks for Playing. Uh, that has to be one of the most fun kind of agency environments to work in. And something great to emulate if you're building something, um, if you have a team culture, especially if you can get everybody to show up to the same physical location. Obviously, we talk a lot about going virtual. Uh, Darren uh, runs a full-on office where everybody comes into the office, and so they're able to create this amazing culture. Uh, But there's a lot for us to learn, even if you don't run a physical office. So the value of community. We also talk about how Darren built this powerful kind of selling or value proposition off of communication and and integration, which in other words, Darren figured out a way to solve the biggest problem of offering agency services that don't necessarily fall into just one bucket, right? Which is how do you explain what you do when you do multiple things? If it doesn't fall into just one bucket of we do just this one thing, which we talk a lot lot on the show. So if you don't want to do that, if you enjoy tying multiple things together, which we've also talked about with guys like Wes Schaefer and Chris Antonopoulos, then Darren's got the answer to that, which the way that they solved it for their agency was, okay, we're going to build everything around this idea. Look, you're doing all these different things or you're trying to do all these different things and none of these things are talking to each other. So bring us in. We're going to be your in-house marketing agency and we'll make sure that all this stuff gets done. But most importantly, that all these different things, all these different projects and all these different ongoing systems are actually talking to one another and integrated with each other. So they're all flowing towards one common goal. So that is a very, very very good way to explain how you do something when you do more than one thing is you figure out what is the way that we tie it together. So there's still focus, there's still discipline, and there's still simplicity. Uh, And that's one of the other things we talked about with Darren is really simplicity and not, not a simplicity that comes from naivety or a lack of understanding, but a level of simplicity that comes from focus and discipline and how that, how they basically carried that that simplicity over from the traditional media side where your message has to be incredibly focused and on point and how they carried that over into the digital realm. And so that same lesson of, hey, let's keep it simple, stupid, how much more that still applies uh, even in digital marketing where we have the freedom to do lots of things, but we shouldn't do lots of things. We still have to have a very, very clear focused message. And so that's just some quick examples of what we talked about with Darren. I loved this conversation. I'm really excited for you to hear it because simple Simplicity is one of those things. It's it's a very defined way to win. And I love winning with simplicity. And that's what we talked about with Darren. So without further ado, let's jump in. 
First of all, Darren, welcome. I appreciate your time. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. So we're, we're talking a little bit before we hit record just on the, on the way that the agency is structured and, and the things that have changed for you because you're a, you're a traditional media guy. Now mm-hmm. that you've jumped into the, the digital realm and, and you're running all over God's creation building and running your agency, what do you tell people that you do when people ask you, what the hell do you do? I uh, build nuclear missiles. Uh, no, just kidding. Um, a lot of people, it's actually interesting how I got into the business. I was a history major when I graduated Lehigh in 2000 and I couldn't get a job. So, um, a lot of what we do and how we do it, I just tell them that as the agency has sort of, you know, as we were talking about prior to, to the, to starting hitting record, it was, it was built in stages and we really wanted to become the answer. Uh, that's the best way I can put it. Mm-hmm. We wanted to become the answer, uh, and through different people and serendipity and how this agency was built, uh, now we're 20 people. It just became a really unique proposition that we were able to fulfill a gap with a lot of the businesses that we were going after mm-hmm. that they had one person who was their VP of marketing, but the VP of marketing didn't actually have a clue what they were doing. Um, and we were able to bring creative and media buying and public relations and uh, digital marketing and all these different pieces and put it together into one piece. And the unique or sort of our UVP was mm-hmm. that we were actually talking to one another. So when we first started, one of our biggest clients was paying a PR firm and had a creative freelancer. And all I said to him was, you need to bring everything under one roof and have everybody communicating together. And then yeah. for him, the light bulb went off. So, Well, yeah. And that's, what's interesting because your background, there's a couple of things um, that, that jump out to me just about the story that I think might contribute to kind of what your personal strengths are that end up being kind of what the firm, you know, is wrapped around. Uh, sure. So history major, and mm-hmm. then your background in like traditional, like if you don't, if you don't have your message on point, you don't get on tra- like, especially TV. Right. Like everything has to be so on point. Everything has to be so condensed and simplified. And I think that's yeah. one of the dangers of digital marketing is we think we can get away without that level of condensing and simplification work. And I, I don't think it works any better in digital than it ever did in TV. No, it really, um, my dad had a famous, you know, his favorite saying to me, he actually had two, but the, one of the, the big ones was keep it simple, stupid. And mm-hmm. we, we preach that. Yeah. Um, the more and more, digital marketing becomes sort of this mystifying thing. It's really not. It's about getting your message out there. It doesn't matter if you're in traditional or you're in digital. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about getting your message out there. Yeah, there's reach and frequency differences that you can get away with in digital, but it's really about being concise with your message. You know, it doesn't matter the medium. You still have like less than three seconds to catch somebody's attention. Yeah. Um, so, getting our clients to understand the beauty of it. You know, my, my business partner who is our creative director really focuses on on getting them to like simplify their message and Mm -hmm. that, that we preach as an agency. And we, it doesn't matter if it's a client who we're trying to get them over that hump Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, somebody, uh, one of our employees were like, you need to keep it simple. The yeah. simpler, the better. And, it, and digital just gives us the platform and the analytics and sort of the, the flexibility to be able to test messages quicker and, and, and things like that. But it's, yeah. I, I, I'm a firm believer. I, I, I can 
with 100% certainty say, I, I am not the sharpest tool in the shed. So keeping it simple and having that understanding of how to, how to convey that empathetic message to a, to a potential customer mm-hmm. is what we preach here. That's what yeah. we do. Yeah. Well, I'm curious, well, who is your ideal client? Do you have a specific profile for the, for the agency? Yeah, we, we really don't. Uh, out of necessity, when I, I don't know how far you got into the story, but when we met, when we started the agency, um, it was literally Jerry Maguire. Instead of a goldfish, I walked out with a laptop and my wife and mother-in-law were away uh, on vacation and I came home. It was a Friday. I took a train up from DC, a client meeting. I decided that I was going to leave. I asked the, uh, the owner of the agency to purchase my laptop and I went home and I waited for the call, uh, that night. And my wife said, or I said to my wife, um, I'm thinking about starting my own agency. You know that? And she's like, great. What's your plan? Nine months. And I was like, uh, Monday. (laughs) <laughs> that's, just, that's how that's how it all started <laughs> um yeah it was the, the, so you immediately go into like eat what you kill mode yeah it yeah. was you know uh it was hustle from the beginning but it, we what we've done is we have clients from universities to hospitals doctors landscapers roofers um and i kept it that way because from the agency where that i came from mm-hmm. there was a lot of they were primarily an auto agency and it was the, the creatives just, they hated it. All they were doing was popping in a new car. It was the same ad template, popping in a new car, popping in a new price and that was it. Yeah. So what I took from that and when Ryerson sort of, I started this in February 07 and Rye came on full time in January 08. Mm-hmm. So I took that lesson and I said, I want to keep him, you know, sort of happy and hungry and, and doing different things. And, um, but you know, our clientele is very diverse. Um, our ideal client is, uh, is, is a traditional midsize business. We love, uh, blue collar service-based businesses. Mm -hmm. We have a, a great foothold in the medical world, which comes with its own complications for like HIPAA compliance and things like that. Um, so we built a, an agency that's equipped to handle that. Um, we have a pretty big public university in the state. So we're, we're, you know, we're equipped with handling the younger demographic, the millennials and Gen Z. And, yeah, um, that's an interesting we, conversation there. Uh, yeah. any, uh, it, when like in the best clients that you guys have that work with you really well, where it's a joy to work with them and you feel like you do your best work. Is there anything, any common denominators you've noticed? Collaboration. Absolute, ab, absolute collaboration. When we get into a client, because we're so diverse, we tell them that we can't know everything about your business the way you do. Right. And, and it really, from, from a, as, we've, as we've grown the digital side of the agency, it's super important for them to understand that collaborating um, because of the given, sort of the back and forth or the give and take that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, we joke that on our clients' websites with regards to the search engine optimization stuff we do, the inbound, the content, we're breaking their website more in a day than other agencies do in a week. And that's for a purpose. Hmm. That's, we're, we're big into A-B testing. We, hmm. we fail fast. Um, that's sort of our credo here. Yeah. Failing fast, you know, 
would you rather have somebody who's wasting your money for nine months? And (laughs) you know, and, and it's, it's, it's a pretty easy, um, once they get that and they understand it, it's a pretty easy sell. Um, Hmm. but collaboration is, is vital to our success because the more information we get from our clients to be able to help them as things are, we're generating leads. Okay. Mm -hmm. Our, our, our biggest, we could take a website and we could take it from, we could take them from a hundred visitors to a hundred thousand visitors in six months. But if we're not hitting the right demographic target, the right buying persona, who cares? And yeah, that's, that's a big thing that, uh, like I've noticed that a lot in not, not as much the agency world. I've noticed it more in the professional services world mm-hmm. where everything is judged. And there's a lot of dick measuring, frankly, going on yeah. over how many leads people generate, uh, you know, people that are very savvy or, or on their way to being savvy with Facebook and, and Google pay-per-click and stuff like that. The sure. first reaction is always mm-hmm. look at how many leads I can generate. And then you start tracing it down the line and you realize it's not about how many leads, it's how many of them convert at the end. And sometimes those two things are completely different. The ads that draw the numbers aren't necessarily the ones that end up converting. And so if you're bragging about the wrong things, you'll keep running the wrong ads. Send them well, it's, it's, again, uh, I can't, when we go out, the, the meeting we just had was with a huge, in the Port of Newark, a huge logistics company. They, they run... 18 wheelers out of, they have a million square foot warehouse. Yeah. Um, and we said to them, we could take your website. We can get tons of traffic. That's easy. But if it's not the right demographic at the right buying persona, mm-hmm. I'd rather get 10 people that I know you have an 80% chance to convert rather than a hundred thousand people that you close one. Yeah. Because what, that's what we should be judged on. And that's why collaboration is so important because we're going to be, uh, most of our clients, we have weekly status calls and we have monthly meetings in person. Um, <clears throat> and that's super key to our success. You know, you're one of the only people that's ever said, like, especially from an agency side that really has structured regular client communication. Really? Yes. <laughs> I, Which I, I had a drilled into me. I was very fortunate by the agency that I came out of. Right. Um, you know, like, yeah, I mean, it was monthly scheduled calls because uh, everything was virtual in, in that in the agency I came out of. And, and so we didn't have a lot of freedom to do a lot of in-person stuff. But then they would say, start to send people out to events and things like that. And so I saw it firsthand, like the difference versus just kind of letting things ride versus having a call when they knew that security blanket was they knew when we were going to talk next. And there was an accountability there from us that we had to report certain things. We we're going to talk about certain things. They were expected to bring certain things to the table at that call. Uh, it just makes everything smoother. Well, the accountability, again, for us, there's our, our greatest success with that collaboration is accountability with our clients and having them stay on point. And again, we do a lot of the heavy lifting yeah. just because, you know, they're running their business. But I love the fact that our staff, we have four account managers. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that every month they're being called out on the carpet and they need to report. They yeah. need to understand that if they don't deliver, we are getting paid. I'm not in the business of taking people's money. It's not what I do. We've, we're, we're operating. Um, I've run this company out of where I grew up. It's my backyard. 
Mm-hmm. And frankly, the company started, as I told you, with my plan, my well-concocted plan to start a business. Um, it, it was done with, with friends and relatives. Yeah, so yeah. it really was, you know, my wife's family business, they have a quarry business. They've been around for 110 years. But, and, I, and I handle my, my brother-in-laws and I work with my wife and I work with my brother-in-laws and my mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. But you're literally, if we're not producing results, you're going to hear about that at Thanksgiving. And <laughs> it, it, you know, but, but, yeah. but, but I love, that's what I thrive on. No, I, I know, do too. I, I'm, it's, it's not quite the same because it's not local for me, but I'm in yeah. such a small, pretty tightly defined niche. Early, I would say about 70% of my clients are in the same niche and they, they all know each other and everybody talks, great. everybody talks, which, yep. which as long as you're performing is really good. Cause I have really good testimonials and, and not only does when somebody comes from that niche and, and looks at my website, they go, Oh, I know, I know that guy. And I know, I don't realize he's working with that guy. And okay, I know that guy. And like that gives my testimonials a whole new level of effectiveness. But man, if I screw up, <laughs> they're going to, yeah, they're going to talk. So it keeps me and my whole staff on the straight and narrow. Everybody. And this is, we have, we have a young staff. I'm probably the oh, totally third oldest, uh, at the agency and I'm 41 and, and getting, getting them to understand again, I came from background similar to you where it was a big agency in Manhattan Mm -hmm. where I was working on Toyota and Verizon wireless and Jim Beam and Puma. So, Mm -hmm. and I had two very, very wonderful women mentors and just great role models to understand that you're going to be called out on the carpet. I was, I was nowhere near ready. The first time that I presented to my Toyota client at their campus in Torrance, I was 24 years old and I literally walked in and she said, you're going to be doing the upfront for, for Lexus this year and you're going to be giving the presentation. Uh, I'm going to be giving the presentation. Like, are you crazy? Like I've sat in these meetings before, but it was, it was, the best experience that I could have gotten. You know, mm-hmm. if you don't jump in and you don't get the opportunity, the best part of their mentorship was that I got an opportunity mm-hmm. to fail. And when you get that opportunity, when things are going great, it's great. Nobody questions anything. It's, it covers a lot, of, a lot of things that are going on, bubbling under the surface. And then when yeah. things, when, when sort of, when you know what goes pear-shaped, things go pear-shaped. Yes. Um, and you, and you, try to, you try to balance it out and you, and you just, it's a great learning experience for them to say, don't get too high, don't get too low, but if you do a solid job and you keep trying to learn, mm-hmm. no, nobody is ever, in the first, first three years of this agency, we were like three people. We made yeah. a ton of, ton of mistakes, a ton of mistakes, but you know what? Nobody ever questioned us one on our loyalty and two on our work ethic. Right. And as long as people see that you're trying to get better, mm-hmm. they're willing a lot of times to say they're trying, they're, they're educating themselves. They've learned from their mistakes. They're doing better. Mm-hmm. You know, it's when you let it ride to your point, when you yeah. let it ride and you just, say, oh, I'm just going to put this into effect and then we'll see what happens in nine months. <laughs> oh, right. man, that's just like, it's just a recipe for disaster. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. That, that, that there's a horrible vicious cycle that takes place. And we're very fortunate that we don't have this happen very often. Cause I like, anytime I start to see it develop, we're pretty good at nipping into the bud. When I see someone where the trust is starting to erode and they start questioning like, Hey, what about, what about this over here? I'm like, all right, wait, like we need to like, I pull back and like look at everything. I want to make sure like everything is on point and then I want to reset the relationship and just make sure that the trust trust gets back to the point where we get the benefit of the doubt. And I want to make sure that we, we are worthy of having the benefit of the doubt. Cause man, once you lose the benefit of the doubt and it starts flipping to where it's assumed that you're screwing something up, that is a very bad, very, very vir- unvirtuous cycle you get stuck in. There are two things that I live by okay. leverage and options. And when you okay. don't have leverage and options, that's when things get crazy. Yeah. You need to ensure that you're doing everything you can to maintain the leverage in the relationship, the trust, mm-hmm. whatever that may be. Yeah. You know, getting back to that trust factor. There's nothing bigger than trust. Yeah. And options to be able to say, okay, how can we, to your, what, what you said, how do we nip this in the bud? Mm-hmm. How do we, how do we turn a relationship around? How do, and that's done. We're very lucky, right? Next to this wall, on the other side of this wall is our head of sales. And we're both old school guys. Yeah. We love the face to face. Yeah. You know, so even in the digital age, we can get all these leads and, and what have you, and we can do all these things. You know what? There's nothing bigger than looking somebody in the eye and seeing you can read straight into their soul. and you know know exactly what they're thinking and and it's not like the younger people in the agency who are much more digital they're like how do you know this like how do you know what they're going to say well because i came from an age that i was taught by madmen yeah and well the thing the thing between our ears is a much more powerful computer yeah Yeah. you know i I was taught by old school i was taught by don draper the guy my first agency yeah. He was Don Draper, except he was in his like mid sixties. Oh, that's awesome. That must've been yeah. an incredible experience. It was the scariest. He was the scariest dude <laughs> was I've ever met. He was the type of guy, funny story. I don't even know if the guy's still alive. Yeah. Day three, I was at my agency. This guy walks in to the bathroom and I'm going to the bathroom not to take this offline. And this dude dropped his pants to his ankles and just stood there going to the bathroom like nothing. <laughs> no joke. And I was, and you know, like, I'm like, this is super weird. What do I say? Hi to our CEO? Or do I just, just turn and <laughs> out? Like I had no yeah, clue yeah. what to do. It was crazy. Yeah. yeah a warm, a warm, warm up of a handshake is not, maybe not the best move in that. Yeah. At that point I was, yeah. I literally, I think I like turned and I was like, okay, bye. Like I didn't even say hello. I just said goodbye. <laughs> yeah, something something like that. You never know quite if it's just a, like it's the ultimate power move or it's just complete and total, you know, odd social skills. I thought it was a test or that's maybe hilarious. that's the way they maybe that's the way guys do things back back in your day. I don't know. Oh my god. It's not my draws to go to the bathroom, bro. Uh, well, speaking of old school cuz with you guys being super local and and wanting to meet with clients once a month like in person, mm-hmm. how has that changed how you guys market your own firm? Um, not a lot. Uh, it, it, we, we've branched out. We've had clients on, on the West Coast uh, yeah. that we do face-to-face. Is, you know, obviously, we can't get on a plane every month. Um, it really doesn't change how we market. Um, we, I don't know if you can get the flavor from the website, but we are who we are. Mm. And it doesn't matter if you're 
a plumber in California or whether you're a uni public university in the state of New Jersey, we are who we are. And there are clients that if you're looking for our group, we have a very, very talented, tight-knit group. If you're looking for that, people know very quickly. You could, you could be in a room with us at a new business meeting if a client comes to our office and you can tell very quickly if they're into the vibe or they're not. Mm. So, and, and we stick to our guns. I, I, I didn't start this to get into something that I wasn't passionate about and didn't love and couldn't be myself. Yeah. So it really, it really doesn't change. It really doesn't change much. Um, I am. Well, do you guys focus more on like, um, like winning local awards and then like maximizing that, like sending it out to your database and stuff like that, like really keying in on the, the local, um, local referrals, local testimonials, that sort of thing. Yeah, the beauty of New Jersey is that it's not the biggest state in the union, but mm -hmm. we have, I mean, up and down our street, we have three or four international companies that mm -hmm. have offices. So hmm. Northern New Jersey is, New Jersey in general, but Northern New Jersey is a hotbed for business. And we're very blessed in that regard. We're only 20 minutes from Manhattan, like wow. as, the as the crow flies, mm -hmm. but we don't have any clients in Manhattan. We're not fishing in that pond. Yeah. And that's, that's why, so yeah, we keep it local. And a lot of our clients are in New Jersey, North and South Jersey. Um, but we've devised a way to grow the agency 600% in the last six years or 300% in the last six years and not have to really stray out of our, we have a few clients outside of here, but we, we, there's enough business around the state to go around. Yeah. And, and frankly, it's kind of a badge of honor for us guys who own agent guys and girls that own agencies in, in New Jersey because everybody flocks to Manhattan and yeah, yeah, yeah. the quality of work that we produce at probably half the cost isn't it's, it's insane. I mean, we've become, we've become an enclave. I, I like, this is what I like to call us other than the bad news bears. We've become an enclave of, of expats because the people okay. that come here and the quality of talent that we had, they're looking for a better quality of life. You, you know? Oh, so these are the people that used to work in Manhattan. Oh, could, yeah. Could still work in Manhattan, choose to work for you guys because they want a different, a different type of lifestyle. Our, our last hire, our COO, she mm -hmm. was the head of media strategy for Condé Nast and a big national, international brand. Mm -hmm. And she wanted better quality of life. Hmm. She has a husband, she has uh, two young kids and that pace and that cadence of lifestyle, she, she didn't want to do it anymore. And yeah. she's, and she's 36. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's a really, and talented and, and it's a really unique thing we have going on here because we're 11 years old and we have articles being written about us and our staff has won tons of creative awards. And, and, um, you know, for the first time this year, we, we, we got into the Inc 5,000. Mm -hmm. um, we're doing things that frankly, I don't think anybody thought that we would do. Yeah. You know, when I walked out of that other agency and I grabbed my laptop, you know, I don't want to say my wife, my wife, I'm the luckiest guy in the world because my wife believed in, in me and, and has supported me through great times, rough times and everything in between. Mm -hmm. But I'm not even sure she was like, she's like I, I, when she made that call, she must've been like, 
are you nuts? You gotta be freaking out of your gourd, dude. Yeah. Um, but we've made it work and, and we've, we've got a family and that's what I love about this place. We're all passionate about marketing. We're all passionate about each other. And it's like having 20, 19 brothers, younger brothers and sisters. I love it. Love it. Yeah, and that, and that's uh, to me that, that that extends to the clients too because what you've done is created a very tribal type of atmosphere, um, yeah. and, and people want to be a part of that tribe. And it helps obviously being very local in the sense that they're already part of the bigger tribe, the Jersey tribe. And then yeah. right, so you get then then you get a nice little niche where you create a family within that, and people want to be a part of that. So um, yeah. I've got I'd like probably one final question for you kind of about the next sure. steps for you guys and where you're going. Uh, before we do that, let people know like where they can get to the website, how to get the podcast that you guys host from the office there, uh, which yeah. is awesome, by the way, where do people like, uh, like connect with you guys? So you can go to our website. It's uh, the DSM group.com T H E D is in dog S is in Sam M is in Mary group G R O U P.com. Our, uh, our podcast is called thanks for playing. It's, Super fun, uh, super crazy. Um, we have a lot of awesome guests. It's uh, we we try to make it educational, but also have a lot of fun doing it because a lot of the people we're bringing on are just our friends. So it's mm -hmm. kind of like an outlet for them and for us to connect with them. Yeah. Um, but you can get to it right on the website. There's a banner on the homepage of the website that you can click on, and I think we have about eight or nine episodes up right now. And There'll be more coming down the pike. We're actually doing, uh, our head of sales, Leon, is doing one uh, in about half an hour, another nice. one. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, uh, so what's, what's, the, what's the next step for you guys in terms of like, do, you know, how, how big do you want to get? How, like, how do you plan to grow? Do you want to mm -hmm. take on a specific type of client? Like, what's the, what's the kind of the next step in the evolution for you guys? The next step in the evolution of DSM is world domination. <laughs> uh, now, uh, the next step is really to grow. We've had a lot of great things happening. We have a staff in place now. We've had a lot of turnover. We just built out um, a new office up in Mawa, New Jersey, that uh, is double the size of what we were. We're in 6,600 square feet. We built it out from scratch. Um, it's really to continue growing. Um, we've done I think our track record over the last five years has been sort of a blueprint for what we've done. Mm -hmm. um, the whole story about us as an agency is, is just about if I, if I could say something to all the listeners that are out there, don't, don't be, don't be fearful to take a chance. Yeah. Nobody is stopping you except yourself. And I know it sounds super cliche, <laughs> but I have no, I have no business being, here in this awesome space with with 19 awesome people um and all i all i needed to do was jump off the cliff i didn't have a plan i didn't have this i didn't have a mentor i didn't have financial backing mm -hmm. i didn't even have a client i literally hustled from the minute i started this uh, and to grow it to where it is today and to be able to have the relationships that i've been able to make and both in the office and, and with the clients we have, um, all it takes is, is, is an opportunity and a belief in yourself. If you don't, if you're, if you're, if you're willing to work hard, you can, you know, I'm getting like super like 
existential here, but if you're willing to, <laughs> if you're willing to take a chance on yourself, right. nothing, you're going to hit hard times. You're going to hit bumps in the road, yeah. but you can do really well for yourself and, and there's no boundaries to what you can do. So I think that's sort of the mantra of us as to where we're going. We're going to continue being who we are. We're going to stick to our core values. Um, we're going to have a lot of fun doing it. And, um, you know, we are swimming upstream with regards to, uh, who we're going after as clientele, but that's only, that can only be dictated by producing good quality work and having, you know, accountability in your relationships. I think people can see through BS, you know, we're a very, um, experienced and a, a very intellectual culture hmm. and, and people take to people that are real and, and that provide value. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's a, I love the, the, what I wrote down there was the, the power of core values. Yeah. You guys have really strong, very obvious core values, you know, like in the sense of the, uh, you talk about, you know, having clients that really fit the vibe. Yep. And that's when you know you've got a strong culture. When yeah. you can get people in a room and they go, mm, either they're, I love them or get them away from me now. Yeah, exactly. like, that's like that's when you have like a strong culture. It polarizes people. Why, why would you want to work with somebody? And this is a lesson that I learned because at the beginning, I, we just needed to take whatever client yeah. we could get. But a lesson that I've learned from making mistakes and through repetition is to understand that we don't need to work with everybody. Everybody, yes. doesn't, need to, everybody doesn't need to like us. Yep. What, what we need to do is be who we are, do what we do really well, and if we do that and people like what we're doing, then the power of verbal word and just through people talking about what we're doing, because work is work. Work at the end of the day, and you understand this, is that you're never as good. You're always as good as your last piece of work. Mm -hmm. What have you done for me lately? It yeah. doesn't matter if you do 99 things right and you do one thing wrong, everybody will focus on that one thing wrong. <laughs> but if you build a relationship and you become a member, if you become a member of your client's family and they become a member of your tribe, mm -hmm. the bond, that bond is really hard to break. Yeah. And that's the, the best thing that I've learned over the last 11 years. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. It's so funny you mentioned that. And then we'll, we'll wrap things up. My, my business coach literally just said something to me here a couple weeks ago that hit me like a ton of bricks. Um, he said something to the effect of there's no reason for you to feel guilty for not chasing down the clients you don't want to work with. Mm -hmm. I'm like, wow. So wait a minute, I can just, just go after the people I want to work with and then not feel bad about not chasing everybody else down. Like that was a, that was a revelation to me. Like I felt, you know, cause you get, you get caught up sometimes in the, in the pursuit of growth that you, you try to make yourself fit any type of client yeah. um, or just, you know, and, and that can, that can extend to personality too. Um, and I think you guys have done a really good job of projecting your personality, which is part of why I love the, the fact that you guys are podcasting in an extremely authentic way because it gives people an insight into what the vibe and the culture is so that they can know right off the bat whether they want to be a part of that or not. Everything that we're, one of my biggest strengths is understanding the power of a network 
and just the personal relationship. And yeah. one of the things that I told to these guys, um, whether they're an intern or we, we had our summer interns, a lot of them are wrapping up now and going back to college. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the best compliment that I got from any of them is not that I'm a genius business person or, or, you know, I'm the smartest dude they've ever met. The, the best thing that they were able, they, they saw me. And again, it wasn't a lot of contact over a long period of time, but they were like, the culture that you have built here is, is family. And that meant so much to me. And like, when I told that to my parents and my family, it, it made, it almost made my parents feel more comfortable about letting me come here and, and learning. Yes, I learned a ton and you have your, we're at the cutting edge of what we do on the digital side of things, but I, I'm a Sicilian. You could tell from my hands, the way I talk, um, it, it was, it was always all about family. It was just all about family Yeah, uh, and having that close knit bond, um, just, it pervades into who I am uh, as a business person and having a 21 year old sit there and say, I learned a ton, but Dan, you guys made me feel from day one. You guys made me feel like I was a part of something bigger than myself. Yeah. Drop the mic, leave the room, throw up deuces. I'm done. Like that's yeah. it. That's all yeah. I need to hear. So it's what people are longing for. Yeah. Strip out yeah. all the other stuff. They want a place to belong. Yes. Yes. Love it, man. Darren, this is a super fun conversation. So, um, so the DSM group.com. And then uh, thanks for playing as the podcast. We really, really appreciate your time. I could talk to you for a long time and there's a bunch of other stuff that I would love to get into. So maybe we'll bring you back uh, down the road in the future and, and all that good stuff. But uh, guys, make sure to check out the website, check out the podcast, stay up to date with what Darren and his crew are doing. Cause you guys are doing some awesome, awesome stuff. Cool. Thank you very much for having me. Totally appreciate it. And whenever you want to talk, I'll, I'll come on and do a lot of talking and do my Now I believe that clarity releases energy. So I hope that this episode creates clarity for you by laying out a path forward in your business. Now, if you're interested in starting a podcast like this to help you break into a new industry or to establish yourself as an authority in a niche market, let's talk. We have a complete done for you podcasting service. Uh, That is my agency that I'm building and growing. And I'd love to talk to you about what we can potentially do for you. You can learn more at pursuingresults.com to get a sense of what our service is all about. And if you're ready, if you're really seriously thinking about starting a podcast, I'm happy to brainstorm your ideas and talk about the positioning of your podcast within the market. Something that you can take away whether we end up working together or not. So you can grab a time on my calendar for a podcast brainstorm call at bookjohnson.com. That is bookjohnson.com. I just want to thank you again for listening to the show, for leaving us a rating and a review on iTunes, and more importantly, for investing your time, your energy, your attention into the show. It really means the world to me that you would do that. So again, this is the UX podcast where we learn how to turn a rockstar business into a UX machine, and we'll see you on the next episode.